what's going on everybody welcome to the behind the glass sports podcast we thank you guys for tuning in we are one day away from what week are we in week four now of the nfl it always zooms by so we're almost a quarter of the way through the year because we play 17 games so and two days away from bronco season being over for us yes essentially yes (laughs) um especially with all the all the tape i'm seeing coming out of training camp holy moly um, and we could talk about that in a little bit here. Um, second string team beating um, the starters, which yeah, thanks to Bones, good not, lord, yeah, not oh sure how my. I feel about that, but um, yeah, no, he looks good. Looks a little bit more muscular. Still taking deep threes. Malone loves it now because nothing's on the line. But that first one, his, his <laughs> face is going to turn into a raspberry once he does it. So he better get them, get them all out now. Um, but we'll uh, we'll preview the Broncos game. They play the Raiders tomorrow. Go through NFL picks, and uh, like I said, talk about the uh, the Nuggets with their first preseason game on Monday versus Oklahoma City. I think it's here too, by the way. So that should be fun. Not sure what the plan is, but we'll get into that a little bit deeper later. Um, okay, Broncos coming to this game two and one. Raiders are coming in zero and three. Um, just to kind of. I don't want to say defend the Raiders here because I, I never want to. Um, I'm completely fine with them being 0-3. I feel like their demise is being greatly exaggerated right now. Yes, they're 0-3, but if you look at each game they've lost, they've only lost by a, a possession, really. They lost to the Chargers by 5, they lose to the Cardinals by 6, they lose to the Titans by 2. They should have won week two, but they just completely choked, so that's on them. All um, those teams, by the way, have one win. Still. Yeah, and it's all against the Raiders. Um, and then the Titans game, you can argue they should have had, they had a chance to tie it. I don't know if they would have won it, but they definitely made it close at the end. Um, so it's not like the Raiders are going out there and they're just like wetting the bed completely. Um, now, they will be without some key players this week. Um which kind of sways my opinion a little bit. They're still a two two and a half point favorite coming into this game, which I thought might change as we get closer, but it hasn't. It's pretty much stayed the same throughout the entire week, given the injuries. Um, but do you want to go first with how you see this game? Or or wait, did we? Yeah, we talked about. I was like, did we talk about the San Fran game? We talked about that one. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Um, my position really hasn't changed. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast on Tuesday or whatever day that was, I still feel like this is a trap game for Denver. Um, You're playing a Raiders team that is now 0-3, who their star wide receiver has expressed his frustrations um, out loud. You have a, a new coach who kind of is feeling the heat, I would imagine, of needing to turn this thing around, and it's gonna be at home against a heated division rival who the Broncos have some key injuries too. We'll see if like DJ Jones will play. Um, and there's a few other guys that are banged up. I, to me, this just has disaster written all over it. And it's not like we saw the Broncos turn a major corner, at least in my opinion, offensively um, against the 49ers. They had one great drive at the end of the game to win it, but I'm still not convinced going into this game that they'll be able to do anything offensively against this Raiders team. And I know the Raiders defense isn't, you know, what the Broncos defense is playing to that level at this time, but they've also played the Texans and the Seahawks defense and they didn't do squat either. So I'm still slightly leaning towards Raiders right now. Um, I just don't like the feel of this game at all. Uh, I think the Raiders have too much to play for. I think this is a must win game already for them in week four. If they want to keep any hopes alive of competing for the playoffs and plus what should give them extra motivation right is that the chargers have lost two games the chiefs they've lost one so even if they win this game they're not completely far back whereas if you lose this game okay now now there's some ground to make up at least if you win this game they're still within striking distance Um, i think the raiders are going to come out motivated i think they have a lot to prove in this game and uh, i wouldn't be shocked if it's a force feed Devontae adams type of game yeah, I mean, yes, it is a must-win game for the Raiders, for sure. McDaniel's uh, playing his former team that he completely destroyed. Um, 
I just I don't think the Raiders are the better team. Um Devontae is gonna be shadowed by Pat Sertan. So other than him, it's Darren Waller, um, who had three catches and twenty-two yards uh last week against Tennessee. Uh, and Matt Collins, who had a career game. Uh, so I'm not... Uh, you double Waller, you put Sertan on Devontae Adams. I'm not really worried about the Raiders' run game uh, at all. They haven't run the ball well at all um, this season. So offensively for, for the Raiders, I'm not, I'm not really afraid of anyone. And a lot of it has to do with, with Patrick Sertan. Uh, I think their offensive line has been a bit shaky as well. So Gregory and, and Chubb and, and the rest of the guys should be able to get quite a bit of pressure. I don't know. I, I think I think this is a bad matchup for the Raiders, actually. For the Raiders' offense, at least. I don't think... Unless unless Devontae Adams goes out and, and is dominates Patrick Sertan, which could happen. It, it could. I don't think it will. It's going to be hard for the Raiders to, to move the ball. Um, now, when you go towards the Broncos offense, yeah, it's been a disaster and they've played much worse defenses, uh, in my opinion. But also that, that last touchdown drive was a really good sign. And I think it, you know, someone brought up, I don't remember who brought it up, but uh, if you go back in and look at Aaron Rodgers and his first year with uh, Matt LaFleur, it was not good. Um, a lot of people were saying that, you know, either Rodgers is done or, um, you know, they're going to have to fire Matt LaFleur. It's not working, blah, 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 blah. And then they kind of figure it out by the end of that year and Rodgers wins back-to-back -back MVPs the next two years. So could it be just a lot of not only this is a new team, a new, a new offense for Russell Wilson, but it's also an offense that takes a lot of time to learn. I mean, Aaron Rodgers with the same team, with the same receivers, he struggled. This is Russell Wilson, who I don't think is as good as Aaron Rodgers with all new players, all new coaches. And on top of that, a difficult system to learn. It just might take a lot of time. I mean, that just might be the reality of it. So I'm not, I'm not really a, a I think that that last drive was a really good sign. And it was more of, okay, with Russ, he's gonna, he, that last drive, it, it more so looked like Russ said, forget it. I'm just going to play my way. That's kind of what it looked like. So if they can maybe meet more halfway, I don't know. I, I think, I don't think I'm as worried. Like that last drive really gave me a lot more confidence in, in Russ and, and this offense because it, it showed like there was a flash, right? So I, I think if, if, and against one of the best defenses in in the league, by the way. So I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I just, if they can, if, if Russ can play more like Russ, especially against the Raiders, I think they'll be fine. I guess for me, it's just, I've, I've been, um, I've been let down. I've given my, my feelings and my hope and my confidence to this team too many times over the last six years. And every time I get any sort of expectations, um, they immediately just go and 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 just turn it into flames. So part of me, and I don't know if this is smart. I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm doubting Pat Sertan because he's played against really good receivers in his first couple years. I mean, he played against Jamar Chase last year, held him down. Um, so he's played against the Chargers, Raiders, those guys. So I don't know, but this this is like a premier guy. But then again, he played DK you know, week one and, mm -hmm. you know, we saw DK have a great start to the game and then he did nothing right. the remainder of the time. Um, I'm trying to think if there was, there wasn't really anybody over the last two weeks 
that they've played, who's got a premier wide receiver. But, um, you know, this is arguably the best receiver outside of Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, he's he's up there. You know, he's arguably one. So if Pat Sertan can go out and, and have a day against this guy, then okay. I still think Pat Sertan is really good, but I think I think Devontae is going to be a big key in this game. And I really do think they're going to try and, and force feed him the ball, get him the ball any way possible, move him around, put him in bunch so you can't really get your hands on him type of thing. Um, but we'll see if the Broncos defense is up to the task. It's It's just more so the offense. I just... I get that last drive. It showed a lot, and it was a great sign. But to me, it's such a small sample size. Yeah, it I is. I need a game, a full, not even just a game. Like I, for me, I, for the doubt to go away, I need at least like five or six games of like moving the ball, scoring touchdowns. They don't have to be you know twenty thirteen offense, but look like a competitive offense out there. And you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now he's not. He's probably not top five. Uh, but he's certainly a top 10 back-end quarterback and someone who I think you can still win a Super Bowl with. And just this offense, there's things at times where it's you know penalties, killing their own momentum, Russ, I don't know, overthinking it, trying to be too much of a pocket passer. Who knows what the deal is? I think there's a lot of, a lot of it. And we've, we've talked about it. You just went through it a little bit too as well. The playbook, new team, new situation, new surrounding. You know, he wants to be more pocket oriented i get it but at the end of the day you got to play to your strengths you gotta have your coaching staff play to your strengths as well i just something about this game it just does not feel good to me and i don't feel comfortable choosing the raiders but i just feel like this is just one of those games that it just feels like a letdown is waiting to happen especially too if dj jones can't play because he's arguably been outside of pat sertan is it fair to say that dj jones has probably been and and um Cortland Sutton has been the best player on the team thus far. I would say those three. If you mm-hmm. if you had to choose three players that have stood out thus far, it's Pat Sertan, Cortland Sutton, and it's DJ Jones. Um, Randy Gregory, you can throw in there. Bradley Chubb. Those are probably the five best players on the team right now. Um, and DJ Jones has been phenomenal. Now he's questionable right now. He practiced on a limited basis on Friday. Uh, keep in mind that this is going into a short turnaround. The Broncos are playing Thursday night against the Colts as well. So... I've heard a lot of people talking about, well, do you sit him for one of them? And then the I would next sit one... him for the Raiders. And okay. the only reason why is because so of is the for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And I'm not Josh, Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. The Raiders aren't running the ball. Um, he had 10 carries week one against the chargers, which the chargers do not have a good run defense uh, and still only got 10 carries. Um, he had 19 carries, but for only 70 yards against the Cardinals, uh, a three yard average. And then against the Tennessee Titans, he uh, carried the ball 13 times. Um, Average five yards per carry. The Raiders just got away from running the ball, but they've been getting away from running the ball every week. They just, they just gave it up. So I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really, I don't want to say I'm not concerned at all about Josh Jacobs, but I think if, if you're going to sit on one of these two weeks, you're, you you should probably sit them against the Raiders for sure. But yeah. I, I just, from what we've seen from the Raiders, I get it. They're coming into this game needing a win, but they needed a win last week and they couldn't win. Um, they really should have beat the Cardinals. I, I don't know. I just, you give up 29 points to the Cardinals, um, all of which was in the second half. 24 points to the Chargers, 24 to the Tennessee Titans, who have been really struggling. Uh, and also, Ryan Tannehill, who had been really struggling the first two weeks <laughs> yeah. uh, with essentially no wide receivers at this point. Through was 19 of 27 for 264 yards, a touchdown, and one pick, and only one sack. So, this Raiders defense isn't very good. I don't think they've played against amazing offenses other than the Chargers, but the Chargers lost Keenan Allen in the second half, which really messed up that that offense. 
I I just I think this is a week where the Broncos actually look like what we thought they would look week one. And I think it's just the right team that they're playing. I don't think this is a good matchup for the Raiders at all. Okay. Well, maybe I changed my mind, but at this I just it this last six years, this just has the hallmark feel of the game that, that Denver butchers somehow they they find a way to lose the game i don't know maybe they proved me wrong i'm hoping so i mean they've been doing that all all three weeks so yeah i mean find a way to lose the game yeah trying (laughs) to trying to find a way to lose and and they they've succeeded once i mean this this should be a close game i think this is the best offense has looked and this week against raiders and i i I don't think I don't think Pastor Tan is going to struggle against Devontae Adams. It's not going to be a situation where Devontae goes for 10, 10 catches, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know if he gets like embarrassed, but you know, if Devontae puts out a you know seven catch, eighty four yards, and a touchdown, I wouldn't be shocked. You know? Well, think about the defenses too that they've played. Look, the Chargers' defense is good, but they were missing J.C. Jackson. They had a couple of other injuries in week one. And they still held the Raiders to only 19 points. The Cardinals, who gave up 50 to the Chiefs, they only put they, they could only put up 23, and they had three points in the second half. Yeah. Against the Titans, who doesn't look good at all, who's missing two of their best defensive players, they only scored 22. And again, they only had... What, they had 10 in the first half and 12 in the second half? They're not looking good. And these are against, I would say, middle-of-the-road defenses. And I think the Broncos are a top-10 defense. Yeah. It's, we'll it's going to be tough sledding for that Raiders offense. It might, it might be tough sledding for the Broncos offense just because they can't get out of their own way. It could be. Look, it, it could be. And, yeah, you could you could be right, but, like, I mean, Ryan Tannehill threw for 264 yards on this offense or on this defense with no wide receivers. Kyler Murray was 31 of 49, 277 yards. Not the greatest, but they haven't looked good at all. And they're missing their best wide receiver. And the Chargers, who disappeared in the second half offensively, was losing what had had missed Keenan Allen. And that's the only reason why they had struggled in the second half. Other than that, in the first half, Herbert, 279 yards and three touchdowns. And and that was all in the, what, three first three quarters with Keenan Allen there? Need a big Jerry Judy game this week. Or something, one of purposes, the two. But just for personal purposes. I mean, he broke out week one, and then it's been kind of quiet. Yeah. These past couple of weeks, he did get hurt week two. But, um, yeah, what a big yeah, and, and, and look, Jason, and, and, and the Raiders will probably be more so going more towards Sutton's side, right? I don't know if they'll double, but they'll mo- they'll they'll have more eyes, I think, on Cortland Sutton. Kind so it, it's coverage a, the other way. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good opportunity for Jerry Judy. But yeah, I mean, they should the offense should look good and and the run game should look good too. I mean, Derrick Henry ran pretty well, really well against the Raiders. Um the Cardinals Run game, I mean, 28 carries for 143 yards. The Chargers, they're the only ones that didn't play or didn't run the ball well, but that's the Chargers. I mean, they don't run the ball anyways. It's kind of crazy because Eckler's really good. But. Yeah, I mean, and, and he had 14 carries, uh, but the Chargers just suck at running the ball. And they have for the last, I don't know, two years since Eckler had the breakout year a couple of years ago, three years ago at this point. But I mean, the Cardinals aren't some amazing run offense. They ran for 143 yards, and it wasn't all Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray had 28 yards. It was it was all of them. It was James Conner, uh, Benjamin, Daryl Williams, all of them. Seven yards per carry for Williams, four yards per carry for Benjamin, three and a half yards per carry for Conner. And then for the Titans, I mean, Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry when they couldn't throw the ball. Uh, well, I guess they could in, in this one, but... 20, 20 carries for 85 yards. It's not the greatest, but four yards per carry. I I don't know. I, I think the, 
the Broncos should be able to move the ball against the Raiders offense. Now, can they score in the red zone? That's a whole nother question. That's a mm-hmm. whole different situation, but they should, they, they should be at least in position to kick like five field goals in this game. Um, speaking of points, can you guess how many points the Broncos are averaging through three weeks? Well, probably like 12, 14.3. Yeah. They're only allowing 12 points though. So you I'll say this, right. I, I think they can double that in this game against the Raiders. Wow. You you are confident this week. I'm not. I I'm I would be shocked if they got more than twenty. I don't even know I how think, they get fourteen. I think they get twenty pretty easily. I hope so. I hope you're right. And and I'm not just saying Russ is gonna go out there and throw for three hundred yards. I think they're gonna run the ball all over the Raiders. The Raiders do give up close to twenty six points per game. So if you can't at least get twenty one, then yeah, we we got some real issues here. Oh, there there's some there's big issues if the offense still looks what they've looked like the last three weeks. Yes, I'm my the the panic meter goes from I'm probably at a six right now with the offense goes to a hundred if they can't if 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 the offense looks like the last three weeks. I, yeah, no, I I mean panic meter goes. Flying. I, and this this is a bad defense. I'm kind of excited too that this game's on the road for the simple fact of we'll see if last week was a fluke in terms of the penalty, like the delay of games, getting the yeah. the play call in. Like now now we yeah. get to see it'll be hostile environment. Raiders are gonna fans are gonna get up for this game. It's gonna be loud and there's <laughs> there's gonna be you know some crazy fans there. So right. I'm excited to see that the Raiders do um, score 21 points per game, give up 26 as I was saying. Um, so something's got to give. Um, ideally, it's the uh, it's the Broncos. Well, and I'll say this: I think this game is more likely to be higher scoring than low scoring, like we've seen the last three weeks. Just because, know. just because of the Raiders' defense and how bad they've been, but also the, the Raiders' offense. Like, Dertan's not going to shut Devontae Adams down, right? Darren Waller is probably going to have a good game because we all know tight ends have great games against Broncos. So this might be a you know, 27 to 21 or 24 type of game. Is that your score? 27, 24? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go 27, 24 Broncos. I'll say right now, uh, 17, 16 Oakland or Las Vegas. Sorry. Um, just still not. Still, still not there yet. Still not there. Um, first time, assuming they get down there. First so, time so, at the goal line. So four field goals. <laughs> I don't know how they get or, to sixteen, but they're they're gonna get there somehow. Or three. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know how they're gonna get to, to sixteen. <laughs> I don't know how you, they get to sixteen. I guess three field goals and a touchdown. Something um, like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. First time they're at their goal line. Is it Melvin or is it uh, Javante getting the carry? Apparently, it's whoever's drive it is, is how it's been. Yeah, yeah. likely story. That's what they want you to believe. But you know what? I'll say Javante, because I think they'll get down to the red zone in, in the first drive, and I think Javante will be starting. So okay, that's my reasoning. We'll see. Uh, for sure, out of this game is Quinn Miners, Billy Turner, um, Jonathan Cooper, who I'm, I'm not even sure if he's played the last couple of weeks. And then for the Raiders, uh, Hunter Renfro's out with a concussion. Uh, Foster Moreau, who's a tight end, who from what I hear is pretty pivotal to what they do on offense, <laughs> he's out as well. So um, the the Raiders are not without you know some key players. So we'll see how that goes. But we're at least split for the their time off- being. Look, their offense is super limited when those guys, especially Ren- Renfro, when he's out, like their offense is very very limited. I don't. I hope Matt Collins doesn't go off for 158 yards <laughs> like he did last week. Um, uh. I mean, if he does, then blame the rest of the secondary, which, I mean, again, I have concerns about the rest of the secondary. So, yeah, I mean, I I think Pat Sertan can hold Devontae to something around five catches for like 50 or 60 yards. Okay. Maybe Devontae has a touchdown. But the, the one I'm worried about is is Waller. But I would I would just say, hey, Pat, it's one-on-one, you and Devontae, we're going to double Waller. And, and then we'll Darby, good luck against 
Hollins, you better not give up 158 yards. Listen, if he comes out of this game and puts on a performance against Devontae, face DK, handled Jamar Chase last year, I mean, he's already talked about as one of the premier corners in the league, but, I mean, if he comes out of this one and he plays really well, then I think you're you're now discussing, is he the best corner in the league at this time? Um, but we'll see. Hopefully that's that's the case. All right, into Pick'em we go. And, of course, the first game on the docket is the Minnesota Vikings. They have not been treating you kindly these past two weeks. Just letting you know. Uh, got off the bandwagon, but they're at least playing in my favor for this season. We'll see if that lasts. Um, the Saints are all kinds of beat up in this game. Uh, looks like Jameis Winston is not going to play. Um, and Michael Thomas is also out, um, from what I understand. Um, it is in New Orleans, so this is prime time for Kirk Cousins for a game that he should win to absolutely lose. But I'm going to go the Vikings this week. They they haven't steered me wrong. They haven't given me a reason to hate them completely just yet this season. I'm going to go Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to go Vikings too. By the way, what's uh, the record? Uh, you're one back right now. Hot on my Ooh. Hands. Yeah, hot on my heels. But that's, that's how we always start. We usually typically start the season neck and neck and then you you know get risky you bet on a couple picks here and then you end up losing so i just gotta wait you out you know i just gotta be like uh like a cheetah you know i just wait i just wait you out and then when you move i attack i bounce (laughs) i think i scared my dog sorry go back to sleep don't cry (laughs) all right uh we're both on minnesota for that one cleveland versus atlanta uh was just ruled out by the way who Miles Garrett. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, that makes sense because he did end up crashing his car. Apparently, he was going like 20 miles over the speed limit. Um, thankfully, he didn't like hurt himself further and the person that was in the car with him. But, yeah, I think he like injured his shoulder and did something to his bicep as well. So, makes sense that he's out. This is in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to go. I mean, Jacoby Brissett has been playing really well for them. I'm going to go Cleveland. This is a weird one. It is. I could. I could definitely see Cleveland losing. I mean, they're only a one-point favorite in this game, so yeah. Um. Yeah, this is a really. Kind of look to see if anyone else is out. Um. Let's um, see. For Atlanta, I have the injury report up right now. Um. Atlanta. Ooh, Cordero Patterson is questionable. The knee. So that's a big one. Deion Jones is on injured reserve. Um, their long snapper, injured reserve. Other guys, I don't even know who they are. Um, Jadavion Clowney is questionable for the Browns. You mentioned Miles Garrett is out. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Atlanta. Just, just the coin flip at home. I'm gonna go Atlanta. Okay. Um, Dallas versus Washington. Cooper Rush has been playing well. He's been uh, he's been holding the fort down, and apparently Jerry is hoping for a quarterback controversy, which is just a really <laughs> weird thing to wish for, um, especially when you just paid <laughs> your quarterback like last season a bunch of money. But sure, let's let's hope for a quarterback controversy. Um, Washington is they're they're not good. No, they're um, bad. They're I don't has what's the Gibson has he been playing at all this year? I know he was hurt week one. Has he been playing? Antonio Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing. No, I he think, played great week one. He's on my I fantasy team. I thought he was team. out week one. Chase Young is still out. Goodness. No, he had like 20 points uh, week one for me. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'm going Dallas in this one. It is in Dallas. Um, they've been holding the fort. CeeDee Lamb had a big game last week. Towards the end, he came on. Um, this Noah Brown guy, too. Like I, just, I don't understand it, but Cooper Rush has a connection with him. Um, I'm going Dallas. Yeah, I'm going Dallas, too. All right, Detroit versus Seattle. We know Detroit can put up points. It's just their Detroit. defense is very questionable. Um, Detroit by a million. I don't know if by a million. Um, they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, so a little bit more than your typical spread. I need Rashad Penny to have a big game this week because Montgomery's ruled out for Chicago. Um, and my running back situation in our league sucks really badly. So I don't care what they win or lose by. I'll give you Jonathan Taylor for uh, Josh Allen. 
Why would I ever do that? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. My my antennas went up though, because I, I know you were like you were thinking about tanking there. You're talking about trading all your players to your wife, and I was like, wait a minute, you're selling, you're selling here. I'll take Jonathan Taylor over what I have right now because my running back is that core is thin. Um, I'm also I've going had, to Detroit, but I've had the toughest schedule in our fantasy league by a mile. Listen. I'm three and zero, so maybe you should take some. Um, You've had one of the easiest, so I don't want to hear it. Um, I mean, is it easy, or do I just have Josh Allen? No, um, it's been easy. You you're, the points against you're at like the bottom. Well, that's because my defense is really good. So, uh huh. Yeah. Anyways, that's definitely not how fantasy works either. Um, <laughs> we're both on Detroit, Tennessee versus Indianapolis. I don't know what to to feel with this Indianapolis team. I'll go Indy. Uh, they're they're the they're the better team. I they're very I, Jekyll and Hyde though. And they are. It doesn't make sense. And Jonathan Taylor hasn't done a squat this year, but I think this is where he has a good game. While I'm concerned about Indy, I have bigger concerns about Tennessee. I mean, you mentioned they don't have right. wide receivers. No. If you can stop Derrick Henry, Tannehill is going to just Can you find name a, a wide receiver on Tennessee? Um, Berfergius Montgomery, yes. Is that a real person? No, that's not. I, don't, I have no okay. idea. No, I have no, no clue. No clue who they have at wide receiver. Um, you know who their wide receiver is? It's Derrick Henry when they when they split him out when they're playing man. I know one, and it's Traylon Burks, and he's a rookie. Okay, well. Who had one catch last week. One more so. than me. Um, I know Ryan Tannehill used to play wide receiver. Does that count? <laughs> can, can that be accepted by the panel? And he throw the ball and catch the ball. I mean, he may have to. He may actually have to. Um, if he wants any lessons on that about, you know, doing everything himself, he should call 15 here in Denver um, for the past two years. And he can give him great pointers about throwing the ball and, and all that good stuff. I just don't know with Tennessee. I feel as as uneasy as I feel about Indianapolis as a team in general. And Matt Ryan, I mean, whoa, he has he's not been good this year. Um, I just Tennessee's it. They just feel like they're going slowly down a hole to where they're just gonna have to get rid of Rabel and they're just gonna have to redo some things. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on India as well. I don't. What's the line this week? I can't imagine they're favored by much. Three and a half, also. Yeah, so. three and a half. Okay, uh, division games too. I mean, you never know; those can those can swing wildly. Yeah. Um, Chicago versus the Giants. I mentioned that Montgomery is going to be out, so Khalil Herbert's going to be in line for a lot of those carries. <sighs> Saquon looks like Saquon of old. Yeah, I'll go um, Giants. If there's one team, I mean, we talk about the Broncos struggle offensively. Chicago and and Justin Fields. I mean, I know we were angry that the Broncos didn't take Justin Fields, but Hindsight is is twenty twenty. I feel well, very much good I about that. I don't now. think they're helping him out either. Uh, sure, um, sure, yeah, maybe not. But he, it's not like he's throwing outrageous interceptions. All right, like it, they stink. Like yeah. he has no offensive line. Um, he has no wide receivers. He's thrown for I think what two hundred ninety-seven yards to three weeks, which is like the lowest amount since like the sixties. Yeah, it's not um, good. it's not good. Not not good, but it's not on. I it's not all on him. No, uh, that team. I don't think that team could beat Alabama. Oh, they could beat Alabama. I. It's a professional well, team. Okay, I'll say this. I don't think the offense could score on Alabama. That's how bad their <laughs> O line is. <laughs> Maybe they and, don't score more than they, like twenty points. And they have zero zero weapons for for Justin Fields. Uh, it's it's a struggle bus out there in uh, in Chicago. Um, oddly enough, this might be a game that you mark down on the calendar as must see. Jacksonville Philly. I never would have thought I would have said that in my life, but Jacksonville is playing really well right now. I gotta give them their props. I, I'm not a believer. I think they'll eventually be Jacksonville, but um, Philly too. I don't. My concern with Philly is that they're peaking on all cylinders super early. And they're one of those September shooting stars that I was talking about on the last podcast, where you see them for the first four weeks, they look great, and then in the rest of the season, they just kind of fizzle out. Um, But I don't think they'll they'll fizzle out the rest of the year. I I think it just will be a quick exit in the playoffs. Um, They have such an easy schedule. 
That's what I was gonna look at. Is oh. what is their when does their schedule kind well, of well? I mean, perk I up? mean, just look at their division. Well, yeah, I mean that's you get at least four free wins, um, with the Giants and the Commanders. Who, by the way, the Commanders are wearing their black uniforms this week, and those things are sick. I love the white ones. The black ones are dope too. Um, mm-hmm. Great job on the jerseys. Okay, so the Eagles have <laughs> the Jags, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Steelers. The Texans, the Commanders, the Colts, then the Packers, kind of a tough one, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Giants. Oh, that's a fluff schedule if I've ever seen one. The Eagles could go undefeated if they tried. That's how that that is, and I would pick them to lose in round one. Oh, or yeah. round two, I guess. They're they're gonna go. F- 13 and 3 or 13 and 4 14 and 3 oh, I I think they have a chance to go 15 and 2. Yeah, I mean they're going to be one of those and they're going to get to the playoffs and they're well, I mean, who knows because even the top of the NFC they they are probably the top of the NFC at least right now. I mean, the uh, Rams I think, Yeah, but I think when Bucks, in the playoffs, I I think San Fran will sure, be better. Sure. I think the the Bucks will be better. Yeah. I think the the Packers will be better. Yeah. Yeah. So Nah, they'll, they won't win a playoff game, but they're going to win 13-plus games in the regular season for sure. Can you guess what the line is on this game? I think you're going to be shocked by it if you haven't seen it already. Oh, I I, I, I think I saw it yesterday or the day before. I think they were like a touchdown favorite, which is Six kind of half. insane. Six yeah. and a half. I, yeah, I, don't, I think it's closer than that. I, I'll go ahead and take the Eagles, but I, I think it's closer than six and a half or six. Like, I... I'm That's going, a three or four point game. Yeah, I'm going Eagles as well. The, one thing that makes them really scary offensively is not just Jalen Hurts, but they legitimately have two wide receivers that are, are matchup nightmares. Um, yeah. Devontae Smith is coming into his own, and then you have A.J. Brown, which if you're a Tennessee fan, just look away every week because he is just he's just killing it. Every week he makes big plays, and I just I don't feel bad for Tennessee Titan fans. But that, that sucks. Like, if I was a Tennessee Titan fan, I just... I turn in my gear at a certain point. Um, I'm going Eagles as well. This I wouldn't be shocked if this is a close game, like you said. I mean, the Eagles did almost fumble it away against the Lions week one. So, and then they blew out the Commanders, and I forgot who they played, you know, the other week. But um, so yeah, this this might be a close one. I'm just not there with the Jags yet. I just need to see it sustained a little bit longer. I need a bigger sample size. But they're playing well right now, especially Trevor Lawrence. He's he's looking like the guy they drafted him to be, which. Good for them. Um, so we're both on Philly for that one. The Jets versus Pittsburgh. Your guy is making his return this the week. Easy, the, the easiest bet of the day, hands down. Really? Jets money line. Oh, okay. Not even the plus three and a half. Jets money line. I do not know how the Steelers are favored in this game, let alone uh, by three and a half. Well. No TJ Watt. They've had no pass rush since. Mitch Trubisky forgot how to play football. And, and look, if Kenny Pickett was starting, I'd be a little bit more scared. Oh, is Kenny Pickett out? Oh, oh the quarterback. I, I was thinking of George Pickett. Never mind. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no. The And the Jets' defense isn't bad, okay? Uh, and Joe Flacco putting up – and I think I'm guessing the, the line is like this because of how the Jets got beat last week by the defending AFC champions. So, like – I don't know, you know, with with Joe Flacco, who, by the way, was looking like Dan Marino the first two weeks. This is a good offense. A lot of good weapons. Their own line is good. They have a ton of weapons for Zach. Look, I'll say this. If Zach Wilson does not play this well or play well this season with these weapons and this offense, I'm off. I'm off the bandwagon. He'll he'll never figure it out. Okay. Um, he, he, he needs like he better play well with this offense. I'm assuming you're going Jets this week, then. Yes, Jets, okay. Jets easily. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going Pittsburgh. I think it's. I think this is just one of those to where he hasn't played in. I mean, a regular season game in months on end. I don't end. care. Uh, I think that that plays some role into it. I don't care. Um, the Jets are still the Jets after a certain point. I get Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh is also bad, but. I think they have enough to at least win this one. If it was in New York, I'd feel a little bit more inclined to take um, 
to take the Jets, and I'm just seeing now DeAndre Swift is out, so my running back Ooh, course. Ooh, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah. and no DJ Chark for the Lions. Yeah, so that, that might change some things here. Uh, um, that really hurts my fantasy team. Uh, I, do I want to take the Seahawks? I mean, that's, that's the Lions whole offense. Literally. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, outside of TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to switch the Seahawks. Um, okay. Swift was on my bench anyways. Um, yeah, that one, I wonder how that changes the line. I mean, it's still in Detroit, though. Yeah, but their defense isn't very good. That is a lot of players out, man. I, I'm going to go Seattle. Is that's, that, that, that's is that their two starting wideouts? Yeah. And their starting running back. And their starting running back. Yeah, that's, that's tough. That's a tough one right there. Okay. I have to think on that one. Um, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Like I was saying, you're going jets, uh, Buffalo versus Baltimore. Buffalo's coming off of a tough loss. I still can't get over (laughs) to, uh, just patting Josh Allen on the head after the game. He's just head (laughs) on his shoulder. Like, shh, it's okay, baby. Like, I just can't. And like, of course, Tua has to get on a step stool to be able to do this. Um, what is the, I mean, Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind right now. But Buffalo is favored by three. Oof. What's um what's Poyer's status in this one? Or which which safety wasn't the one that was out for the year? Uh Poyer, I believe. I think he was out last week, obviously. Um Jordan Poyer is questionable. Oh, Ed Oliver's questionable. I'm going to go Bills. I think they bounce back, but I don't feel comfortable about it. Um, uh, oh. This is a tough game. In, this it's be a fun in game Baltimore. To watch. I'm going to go Baltimore. Okay. This one's tough, but I again, with these coin flips, I usually go home team, so I'll, I'll stick with that. I just I don't know that, if Buffalo can one. lose two weeks back to back on the road. I just don't. Yeah, but it, they continue to have injuries in the secondary, which helps the Ravens out. Um, who else is hurt in their secondary? Uh, Trey Davies White is still out. Yeah, Trey. So they're starting two rookies, by the way, which right. I believe one of them got hurt. Which, um, to be fair, I mean they. How many points did they give up against the Dolphins last week? I mean they didn't. No, yeah, I mean the Dolphins struggled offensively, but. Uh, I think the Ravens are a different type of team. I, yeah. And it's, yeah, I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Um, I got Baltimore, Chargers, Texans. I had some people choosing the Texans, or heard some people choosing the Texans in this game. Uh, I think as long as Herbert's playing, I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I'll go Chargers as well. Uh, Arizona versus Carolina. I feel like I saw something. Is Christian McCaffrey playing or not? Uh, he's questionable. Um, who did I see? I swore I saw like a big name on the injury report for this game for one of these teams. I th- I could have sworn it was Baker. Was Baker injured? No, he's not on the list. Sam Darnold is. Uh, yeah, but um, Andre Roberts. Oh wow, I didn't even know he was hurt. Lavisca Chenault is questionable. Had a big touchdown last week. Um, Arizona Cardinals list is huge. Goodness. Uh, AJ Green is out for this one. Ronnie Hudson is out. Ugh. Uh, I'll go Carolina as long as McCaffrey plays. Ugh. If McCaffrey plays, I, I I'll go Arizona. Or if if McCaffrey doesn't play, I'll I'll go Arizona. Man, these early week games, there's a lot of. Carolina's favored by one. It's in Carolina. Part of me wants to go Arizona here. Oh, Brown is having a good year. Only one touchdown, but who? Uh, Brown for Arizona. Oh. Um. 
Hollywood. I just don't know if I can trust Arizona. I mean, we talk about Indy being Jekyll and Hyde. Like, this is a team last year that played really well, and then you give them expectations, and they completely just wet the bed. Well, they're they're missing Hopkins, too, pretty badly. Yeah, but, I mean, he's been, he's been out. It, it hurts that they're going to be without A.J. Green, too. Yeah. I'm going to go Carolina. I don't, I don't like that. I mean, we talk about Detroit missing top players. I mean, that's... I thought I saw Baker on the injury report for that one. Um, Green Bay versus New England. Mac Jones is out. I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay by 50. um, We already picked the Denver Raiders game. Uh, Kansas City-Tampa, a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. Um, I think Kansas City has to get off the schneid. There's something up with with Tampa Bay. Um, I just I don't feel comfortable with them right now. Um, I'm going Kansas City. Yep, me too. And then, uh, excuse me, Monday Night Football, you have the Rams, San Francisco. One. I feel like we haven't um, seen the Rams play in like two weeks. They got a win last week, though, didn't they? I think they did. Um, Stafford has not played well at all. Yeah, but that offense for, for the 49ers is... That's a struggling offense right there. San Fran's a favorite by one and a half. It is on the road, and if there is a team that plays the Rams really really well, it is the 49ers. It is the 49ers, yeah. I'm going to go Niners. Yeah, I'll go Niners as well. That's, I mean, I could see the Rams winning that one. but Yeah, but I mean, they just, I don't know, something about that matchup, it's just not favorable. So at least for right now, we differ on Cleveland-Atlanta. Um, and New York-Pittsburgh, Buffalo-Baltimore. And Las Vegas, Denver. So, could be some separation this week. We shall see. Or me. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't feel great about any of my picks, to be honest with you. Um, at least no, the we'll coin probably, flip ones. We'll probably end up splitting like we always do. Yeah, like the, the coin flip ones, I, I don't feel great. Um, but, you know, that's why they're coin flips. All right. <laughs> it sounded like you said corn flips. <laughs> corn. Right. Isn't that a cereal? Corn. 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 What is that cereal? Corn. Corn pops? Oh, delicious. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> okay. Denver Nuggets basketball. I mean, we are inching closer and closer. Um, I know you're salivating because, I mean, it seems like each day we're getting new Jamal highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's... And MPJ, by the way, who's looking good. MPJ, yeah. Um, I did see a video of him just running straight into Christian Brown, and I was like, that's not ideal. Uh, but he had a, a couple fall. There was like one where he had a tough fall, and I was like, <gasps> "No, <laughs> get up!" And he got up, and I was like, "Okay, um, yeah, still, still scared." But I mean, he had a step back that looked really good. Um, Jamal with some nice passes. We haven't really seen much of Jokic, but I mean, it's, that's fine. Um, Bones has looked good. Zeke Naji has gotten in the tape a little bit. So I don't know. Zeke Naji might be a, a surprise. He. I mean, we talk he looks about guys, really good. Yeah, you talk about guys putting on muscle. Zeke has put on probably at least like 10 to 15 pounds. Uh, he said he put on, I think he said he put on 20. Okay, well, I mean, I believe it. MPJ too. Like, when I was looking at him in the press conference, I was like, I've never seen MPJ this big. Um, now, he's not like bodybuilder, but um, for basketball players, I mean, you typically don't see Hulk in basketball players. You know, not, not everybody's Desmond Bain out there who looks like a running back or a linebacker. But, um, yeah, the team looks good. Not sure how I feel about the the bench unit <laughs> defeating the starters in the scrimmage. But, I mean, maybe there's some, some kinks to work out there. Um, I heard or I saw on Twitter that um, KCP has, has had his moments too. There's going to be a lot of corner threes for him, it sounds like, in this offense, um, which is good because whoever's been in that corner has always clanged those shots. So, I mean, that's that's what he's there for, is, is 3 and D. So, we'll see them on Monday. Malone said that there's not really a plan for preseason yet um, in terms of whether they'll play or not. So, I don't know. But this game is at home. Um, I don't know. Do we get maybe like 10 minutes of Jamal? Five minutes? I don't know. But uh, everything looks good. Has anything stood out to you in, in the um, scrimmage videos that you've seen? Uh, bones. Yeah. Bones. Uh, just he's, I, I, look, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but like, he looks like he should win six men of the year. 
That's what um, I was going to say. Can he be like a Jordan Clarkson, Jamal yeah. Crawford-esque type player? Yeah. Uh, I think better, too. Um, he's he's really good. And it's not just his shooting. His it, It's not like his speed. It's his... It, like, he has, like, 2K-wise, he has Hall of Fame quick first step times five. Yeah. Um... He's the way he can get to the rim and and then create for others, finish. And then on top of that, his shooting, he's long, too. So defensively, he did it last year, too, where he got a lot of steals last season. He's not great defensively, but he can hold his own um, and he can get in the passing lanes. He's really good. Like, there I mean, was... I there was a, a video impressive. There was a portion of the video. I don't know if you, you probably did see it, but um, to where they were dribbling out the clock in the scrimmage and he's driving. <laughs> of course it's on Jokic. Um, but Jokic comes up to meet him at the level and he gives him one dribble with the right hand and immediately crosses over and just completely blows past him. <laughs> yeah. I, I was mean. like, Whoa, like I had to rewind it and like, I don't know how he did it so fast. It was just boom, boom. And he got to his left and and scored. And you hear somebody in the background go, whoa! And, of course, it's like Jokic always getting. And then, speaking of Jokic, like, this man, he can't even get calls in a scrimmage game against his own teammates, (laughs) for goodness sakes. Like, there was a kick ball, and the ref, Jokic looks at him, and he's yelling. Jokic is already midseason yelling for him. He, He kicked the ball! And the ref is just like, no, man, he just keeps on running. I'm just like, dude, not even against his own teammates? Like... Gosh, you can't even give him a courtesy whistle or anything. Um, but no, Bones looks phenomenal. Um, the I saw, I think it was Harrison Wynn that put this out. Um, he said that the the vibe around the team right now feels like a just a veteran just team that's championship ready. Yeah. That just feels like there's a sigh of relief that their two max guys are back. Um, but they. It just feels like they know. Like, we all know now. Like, okay, now there's no excuses. So they have the guys. They have the pieces. Now it's just about going to do it. And I think the Nuggets know. um, I mean, they have to know. I mean, maybe they don't think that, oh, man, we would definitely would have won the championship if we were healthy. But I think the Nuggets have a really good feel if, of if we were healthy against Phoenix, we probably beat them. Or I, I think they do beat them. And we're probably in the Western Conference Finals. Um, if we're healthy last year, we probably beat Golden State. You know, I mean, they they pulled away in each game, but the games were at least competitive for stretches there. And you win 48 games in the West without or with Jokic and without Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. So it's yep. just well, and and on top of all of that, this team is better. This is the best Nuggets team I think we're we're ever gonna. Well, the best Nuggets team ever. So far, is it a stretch to compare them kind of in a sense to that 2012 Broncos team to where it was like so balanced? Like, I feel like this is probably arguably the most well-balanced team. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that bubble team, too, was was pretty well, balanced. I, I can I can. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And no. I, I think if they had Will Barton, sure. Um, KCP, I think, is one of the biggest. Uh, signings of the year for the top end teams. Um, I think I think Brown is gonna be really good for this team. Uh, they cr- credit credit to them understanding these are our holes. We're gonna go and fill them, and we're gonna go get the best players at those things. Yeah. Um, Brown shot forty percent from three. He's he's no slouch from three um yeah he's not one of those guys to where you can just kind of ignore him offensively right it's not like tory craig like right. he's he's tory craig defensively but he's gonna hit 40 percent of his threes kcp i think is a much much better defender than you ever had in will barton right oh yeah and yeah. he's a much better shooter Pure shooter, he's, yeah. He's just not the creator that Will is. Right, but but look, you don't, you don't need, don't need that. Because one, you have Jamal back. Yep. Um, but two, Bones is gonna immediately step in and fill that role. Yeah. Uh so 
No, yeah. I mean, this team, the only concern I have, I guess, is the backup center position. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked DeAndre Jordan's attitude in the uh, on, on media day. Yeah. Um, you know, he kept saying, like, because they kept asking him about his, like, health and if he could, like, move. And he's like, <laughs> guys, I'm 34. Are I'm not old? 80. Yeah, like, that was... And so I think he has something to prove. Uh, a lot of people were upset that they didn't sign Boogie. I was initially, but for what DeAndre Jordan gives you, I think is actually what you... It's it's kind of like Mason Plumley. I think that's kind of... You need someone who can block shots, which DeAndre Jordan can do, who can rebound well, and who's just a veteran off the court to kind of keep everyone in check. Boogie didn't do that. Boogie was the one that they had to watch to keep in check, right? So I think having DeAndre Jordan's leadership and his locker room, uh, the benefits of having him in the locker room, his defense, it's not like he's going to be playing 25 minutes a game, right? He's playing maybe 10 minutes at most 15 if if Jokic gets in foul trouble, maybe 20. He may play 20 minutes in like, the games where Jokic sits out and that's about it. But like for those games where Jokic sits out, yeah, you would want a DeMarcus Cousins, right? But as a backup, I think he he kind of gives you that it's just another dog on the team, right? It, it's it's him, Brown, KCP, Aaron Gordon, Jamal, like those are the guys and I think you need someone like him. So I'm not I I've I've definitely grown on the fact that DeAndre Jordan is going to be a legit contribute contributor to this to this team. That's that's one thing I was kind of um impressed by and I I didn't know DeAndre Jordan was was kind of like that great veteran type of presence. Yeah. Um because well, the only stories that you hear are the bad stories. Yeah. Well and when you I don't know. I get yeah, and then I guess just my perception of DeAndre Jordan wasn't really like I don't know, you don't really hear that stuff like he's a great guy in the locker room, but right. it sounds like he is. I mean, the conversation he had with Bones pulling him aside, they asked Bones about that and he was just telling him, you know, just kind of slow down, you know, you're good, you know, th- those type mm-hmm. of like veteran talks. Right. And that was really impressive and I I loved that part. I think for him too, um what the Nuggets are kind of banking on because that's obviously probably the biggest concern on the team right now is if Jokic gets in foul trouble, <laughs> what what then? Um, I think that's why they maybe pressed Zeke to to put on some LBs because I think yeah. they want to play him at the center. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to probably see a lot of that early, right? If um, I wouldn't be shocked if you see like the second unit being Jeff Green, Zeke Naji down low, and they're just going to try and get away with that because to be fair, there's not a lot of bigs in the NBA right. that are traditional bigs that you have to worry about on the block. I mean, and it's not like Zeke is small either. He's no. Oh well, he kind of is. He, he's, I mean, he's like six eight, six nine. He's uh, the, yeah. They list him as six nine. So, I thought he was more like six ten, six eleven. But uh, yeah. So he he's he's around there. So I mean, height wise, he's given up some stuff. But I mean, he's very athletic defensively. Um, I wouldn't call him a shot blocker per se, but he's he's definitely athletic. Um, so I think they're gonna try that. You know, to at least see what that can look like. Um, and then kind of go from there. My concern also, you mentioned dogs. I just, I don't know if there are guys on this team that you Oh, can, there are. There I are. I just don't know. I mean, obviously Jamal is, is, is a feisty competitor, right? Like, I'm, I'm not worried about Jamal so much. But if you, you lose a Jermichael Green, you lose Boogie, you lose Will Barton, like, those are those are guys that'll kind of, like, they'll talk to you a little bit. They'll, they'll, they'll let you know. What is what? Um, the Nuggets didn't have that in the bubble year. Um, you know, Paul Millsap, of all people, was the one to kind of like... Oh, I, I think they do, and I, I mentioned them. I think Aaron Gordon is one. I think KCP will be one. I think I, I think know. Brown showed that he was one last year in Brooklyn. So, um... I mean, mate, but all those and, guys and, seem kind of look, like... Jamal, Jamal is one, too. I, I think people forget, like, sure. Jamal is... Jamal can be kind of psycho sometimes too. So, um, this yeah, just no, feels like I mean, more of a team where it's going to be we're going to let our play speak rather than 
we're gonna speak to you as we're beetle like when i think dog yeah, i think sure. i think draymond's i think jermichael greens i think but i don't think they need that n- uh, meh, i think it doesn't hurt like i don't you're up by 20 i don't think you, you need someone to make sure like oh yeah no. make sure we have someone that's gonna talk a bunch of trash when we're up by 20 like well, i don't when you the... need to when you need to kind of get in someone's face aaron gordon can do that because he has yeah. Bruce Brown can do that. I've seen him do it. KCP can do that. Like they have, they have guys. I, I I'm not concerned. I don't think you need the over the top guys sure. like you mentioned in 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 uh, Draymond or whatever. Like I don't think you need that. I just think that yeah. when it's time to to say something or do something, they have those guys. I guess my one of obviously one of the biggest knocks on the Nuggets or one of the the things that are always thrown out there is the Nuggets are soft. Um, so I I don't think they're soft, and even Malone always calls them soft. It seems like he calls them that at least ten times a year. Well, I think they have been in the past though. Oh sure, sure, absolutely, and and I think a lot of times last year they were, but all the guys I've mentioned. Yeah. Didn't play last year. Well, I mean, except other for, than Aaron so, Gordon and and Jokic too, you can throw in there. I mean, when a guy runs and completely obliterates a guy from behind, sure. or yeah. s- like slaps another dude, and I guess I mean that was a little bit of a flop by campaign a few years ago. But um, I don't know. That's just something I'm I'm keeping an eye on, just filing away. But I guess center or backup center is is just the biggest one. But ultimately, this team has what it takes to yeah. to beat anybody. Um, now that's not to say that they have the best roster. I think the Clippers own that title. Um, I think obviously Golden State's going to have something to say about defending their own title. Yep. Um, so there's going to be teams, but there's not a team in the West where I'm like, yeah, we don't stand a shot against that. team. No, no. Well, there's no super teams, um, on either side, West or East. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's going to come down to the three teams that you just said, it, it, Denver, the Clippers, and Golden State. We've been saying this for the last two months. I, those are the best three teams in the league. Um, I think Brooklyn is right behind those three. I think Brooklyn's going to be really good this year. Um, I think Ben Simmons is going to have a great year. But other than... Oh, and, and then obviously Milwaukee. But yeah, I mean, as far as the West goes, you're not afraid of Dallas. You're not afraid of... Well, anyone really. But you're really not afraid of Dallas, Phoenix... Um, Memphis, the Lakers, like those teams, they should be in round one and two. It's going to come down to kind of, I, I think it's going to come down to the team who avoids having to play one of the other two teams before the Western conference finals. Mm-hmm. So you want, yeah, two of those teams are going to lock horns before the Right. So you want like, uh, you want the Lakers and or the Blazers and and Phoenix then in the second round, and then having to play Golden State or the Clippers in in the conference finals. Yeah, you don't want to have to like if you get through, let's say the Clippers in the second round. Now you got the conference finals where you probably were just in a six or seven game series. Now you got to play the Warriors or vice versa. So that I think is going to be kind of the key. I think having the one seed. If the Clippers and, and and the Warriors end up being two and three, um, I think the one seed is going to be important. But we've seen in the past, like the Clippers haven't really cared about getting a top three seed. Neither have the Warriors. So um, neither have the Nuggets. So I don't think, I think there's a good chance that you don't need to go out and get the one seed to avoid those two teams in the second round. Um, but We'll see. I, I think it's like always, it's going to come down to the last 10 games and, you know, when we're going to rest certain guys to maybe get a, a, a loss here and there to, you know, move down to avoid someone or whatever. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be like, oh yeah, it's one, two, three in the Western Conference will be these three teams. Like it could be, and we'll probably predict that, but more than likely it won't. Yeah. We'll see. Um, just excited for the season and and ready for all the hurt that's going to come our way. I, I'm already expecting like whenever Nuggets basketball comes around, especially playoff basketball. I 
fully prepare myself for every series to go seven games because that's just the Nuggets MO. They yeah. they refuse to just win a, a game handily, uh, even in the regular season. Oh, up thirty against Charlotte on Wednesday in February. Yeah, we're up twenty right now. Watch this when the fourth quarter comes. We're gonna put Malone in cardiac arrest with how many timeouts <laughs> he's gonna have to take. Uh, not ready for that, but I am. I'm just excited, man. Like there's that team. They have so much expectations, and um, they know it. Um, Jokic knows it. You know, Jamal knows it. MPJ knows it, and I think they're ready for it. They they've heard the noise, and I feel like they're one of those teams that, in a sense, has been forgotten about almost. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you have the rise of Memphis and then Phoenix with what they've done. And then always, always about what the Lakers are doing, of course. And then the Clippers and Kawhi's coming back and PG and all this and Golden State. It just feels like they're the sleeping giants, which is, is weird, but it's it's fine. Like, honestly, if that's the way it has to be, cool. Um, that's fine. So preseason game, Monday, Oklahoma City. Um and then uh, we're off and running from there. I think the first game is, what, October 19th, I think? I believe so. So we're Sometimes, uh, just over two weeks away from the first game in Utah versus the New Look Jazz um, out there. All right. Any other questions, comments? Thoughts? Nope. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other, uh, other side, I'm Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Oh, my God.